This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back everyone to another episode. And as you can see by today's title, it is a long-awaited new Lola's Ramblings and Musings episode. And yes, I've been promising this for a little while and I've been working on it, but I'm going to be honest with you. The reason why it's taken me so long are just so many varied (laughs) factors. But one that I think is the most interesting is that I kept adding on things that I wanted to talk about. So I kept prolonging it for that reason as well. So there was a lot of other factors just in my personal life that was just like, ah, I don't have time to record this. However, on top of it, I was also picking up more things and more dramas to talk about over time. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till I finish this. Wait till I watch some more of this. Wait, wait, and wait. And then now I'm finally sitting down and recording it after just pushing it off when I didn't want to. But because I did push it off, you can see that I I have for you quite a few dramas to talk about. And so I feel like that's going to be worth it. <laughs> and that's also to let you know this episode may be a super long one. And when I say super long, I mean an hour. I know that's not, that's like not that long in podcasting world, but for me and just like sitting down and talking, I think it is a long time. However, I'm going to have timestamps because I don't want you to be spoiled if there's a drama that you were going to watch and you haven't checked out yet or you haven't started yet. I don't want you to be spoiled so you can kind of skip around. And then also, if you only want to hear about one drama, I don't want you to sit through this entire thing. But I have organized it a little bit. So I'll tell you a little bit about the organization of this episode so that you'll know how it's going to hopefully ramble and flow. (laughs) And then again, if you kind of don't mind spoilers, definitely just listen all the way through. I'm telling you, I'm going to be talking about a lot. I'm going to be talking about a lot. So please, please, please stick around. This is a long one, but I think this is going to be, it's going to be a fun one actually, because I think I'm going to be a little testy today. when talking about a few dramas. But let me give you some of the kind of housekeeping notes. And the main housekeeping note here is that I am slacking on my uploads for new episodes because I've been having a really hard time just recording them. Uh, Not again, necessarily because of things that I have going on, but also because of the dramas themselves. So let's talk about that. I have to say, out of all the dramas I'm going to talk about today, you're probably not going to hear me sing praises about many of them. So I'm going to sound a little bit like a negative Nancy, and that's no offense to any Nancys. I actually personally know a really beautiful and sweet Nancy, but I I like that negative Nancy phrase. (laughs) But I will be going through and kind of just 
I, I just feel like I'm not gonna be too really nice to a lot of these dramas. So I have to say that has been another reason why I've been wanting to just kind of push dramas off to talk about them in this type of episode as opposed to giving them their own standalone episode. I just haven't found many that really warranted <laughs> its own episode. And that's a struggle and that's a problem and I am working on it. I do feel like I have a few coming up that I will be doing a standalone episode four so don't fret I'm, I said that leading into this episode but I'm not going to end this episode with that in mind as far as like I won't have any new standalone drama episodes I will but it took me kind of parsing through these currently airing dramas that I'm watching some that I'm just now finishing some that are coming up and just now starting it it took me just parsing through all of that to see where I had some really good stuff at and where I'm not so good it's good stuff so while I'm talking you'll probably hear me make some decisions about some dramas with you like right now <laughs> I might be making my final decisions on some of these dramas and I hope you don't mind being around for that and again this is where the the ramblings usually tie into because I'm gonna probably be sitting here just in thought about some of these dramas because I have sat down with my thoughts on them and tried to figure out how I really feel about these dramas and then there's some that I'm just still so confused as to why it I'm feeling a certain type of way about it so if you're listening, I am going to be hoping that you can reach out to me and help me figure out what I'm thinking. What am I really feeling about some of these dramas? And let me know if you're feeling the same or if I'm just, you know, I'm making too big of a deal out of some things. Let me know. Let me know. That's what we're here for, right? So I am going to go ahead and tell you now the organization. So I think what my categories are, I believe they're going to be dramas I'm finishing or that I've recently finished. Then I'm going to have dramas that I'm currently watching as in like I'm in the thick of them. And then I'm going to also have dramas I am planning to check out or I have just started to check out, but I don't have enough underneath my belt to really talk about it yet. And then I'm going to have at the very in a quick BL. So that's boy, um, boys love shout out. So that's the organization I think for this episode. And again, I feel like it's going to, it's going to be rambling. I know it is, but I want you to know that I need your help. <laughs> I need your help, help, you know, figuring out how I am really feeling about K-Drama Land right now, because I'm feeling a little all over the place with K-Drama Land. I'm a little dissatisfied in K-Drama Land right now. And and that's not to say that I'm not going to have moments where I have, you know, pick-me-ups, but in comparison to how I felt last year, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. But either way, let's talk about some of the dramas and maybe some of the disappointments, okay, that I'm experiencing. <laughs> so first up, and some of these dramas I might go through pretty quickly because I've already talked about them in previous episodes, so you really know how I feel about them, um, but I may just want to follow back up with you to let you know how I have I'm currently feeling about them or how I ended up feeling about them after finishing it and first up for that would be Big Bet now 
This is one I have talked about in multiple episodes, I feel like, but I never gave it its own standalone episode. But I think I summed up a lot of my thoughts in the previous ones. The first time I talked about Big Bad, I specifically said how much I was bored. I was very bored and I felt like it didn't kick off until maybe around episode five or six, where I actually was like, hmm, I'm actually interested in this. And then Big Bad was also another drama that did a part one and a part two or a season one and a season two. So first eight episodes was season one. The second eight was season two. Absolutely pointless. Made no sense for that formatting. It should have just aired as a complete 16 episode drama. I don't understand the reasoning behind this. It's not making any sense to me. It doesn't even make like build up anticipation for the season two for me. It literally just kind of makes me almost forget about it. So I would really hope they kind of stop stop the part twos and season twos it's not necessary it was a 16 episode drama we could have watched it all the way through it was fine guys like not necessary but saying all of that I ended up really 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 loving Big Bad I don't know I don't know what happened but like I said after around episode six and I'm talking about this like as a total 16 episode drama around episode six I finally started to kind of understand our kind of protagonist and our main um, you know lead character and his kind of motives and how he was moving Um, and he's played by the the, you know the great you know Choi Min-shik and I was just so impressed by his performance and it was just a great reminder of like so many amazing actors that are mostly film actors, I would say, and you don't get to see them in quote unquote dramas or K-dramas very often. And so when you do, it just really, I don't know, I just feel like I get to spend a lot of time with their acting and it makes me appreciate them even more. And that's that's exactly how I felt about um, Choi Min-shik in this drama. He just really was amazing, amazing, amazing amazing and then of course I had I was really watching the drama for Son Suku who is one of my 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 bays my loves of my life and his character didn't even start off in the drama he came later in season one so I think around episode six when it started getting good um and yes it may have been something to do with him and his character that be to get good for me but his character was really a backseat character in some regards and so I'm not saying that his character came in and all of a sudden the drama got good no like there were so many other elements that started to click and fall into place that made me really kind of grab on to this drama and I thought his performance of course was top tier chef's kiss another highlight to this drama as far as acting goes has to be Yi Dong-gui he's another light of my life absolutely amazing in this and his character was so up and down and I love that I love that and if you watch it all the way to the end you'll see how his character ends up and it's just wonderful Um, but in general this it was such a high high production really Hollywood quality type of drama you can tell it was filmed completely off-site in the Philippines it had a huge Filipino cast and that was wonderful to see the you know the the actors and seeing them do an amazing job as well amazing 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 and I just have to say it was a really like solid drama it really was if you can get through the first couple episodes and kind of you know catch catch its wave you will kind of see how 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 interesting it really is and I really enjoyed it and if they decided to actually 
do some kind of part two, as in like a spinoff, I would be there to watch it. I really believe I would. So definitely amazing, good drama. I think there was so much good in it. Again, slow start, but overall, really entertaining and it was again something I talked about in previous episodes so if you want to hear me go a little bit more detail about the actual plot and what happens check out on previous Grams and Musings episodes where I talked about it and again I would recommend it I I would recommend it I would I wasn't expecting to recommend it and again I don't think it's for everyone but it was pretty good it was pretty good. So that is Big Bad. And again, that was season one and season two. Does it, did it need that? No, absolutely not. But overall, really, really stand out. And mostly was the performances for sure. Um, now, let me move on to another drama that I... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm seriously having trouble. So Coke do you guys... Don't don't yell at me. I know you're yelling at me right now. Kokdu. No one watched this, right? Right? So I am currently, quote unquote, watching Kokdu still. I got really behind on it and I and I didn't have any motivation to get back to it. And I I wonder if I really should. I'm wondering if Kokdu should be on my drop list. And this is where I'm reaching out to you all who may have possibly watched Kokdu. I know a lot of people who did not watch Kokdu. <laughs> but those who did, who actually finished it, um, would you would you recommend me and my busy K-drop my watching schedule to go back to Kokdu? If you were to recommend it to me, I would go back. I'm not so far behind. I think I'm on episode eight, nine-ish. So I think I could go back. I totally could. Um, And it wasn't unbearable. When I stopped watching it, it wasn't that the drama wasn't unbearable to watch. Um, It was just in comparison to all that I was watching and trying to keep up with. It was really hard to get back to it once I got really behind. So yeah, I could go back to it. I totally could. But is it worth it, guys? Or is this the one for the drop list this year? I, I haven't dropped much. If have I dropped anything this year? I almost want to say I haven't dropped anything this year. And so I really don't want to drop it. And But I think if there's anyone that's on the list, it would be Kokdu. That's all I'm going to say about Kokdu. And again, I gave Kokdu its own spotlight. And even then, I was like, what is this? So from the beginning, I should have probably knew I sh- I shouldn't have kept, you know, stuck it out and I shouldn't have gotten so far along in it to the point where now I'm regretting, regretting getting ready to drop it. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. And again, these are dramas I'm finishing or that I recently finished. So that's what this category is. So moving right along onto Heavenly Idol or The Heavenly Idol. So The Heavenly Idol was only 12 episodes. It was an adaptation off of a um, a web novel, I believe, um, adaptation of a web novel. And when I did talk about this, because I, I, yes, I did talk about The Heavenly Idol in a previous episode, I said that I really was enjoying it. And again, this was a first, this was a kind of initial thought. So it was very early on. And I said, 
you know, it's quite silly. And there's, you know, there's a lot of slapstick and, you know, just a lot going on. But it wasn't bad, I said. It was actually kind of kind of funny, kind of fun. And I was excited to watch it because it also has one of my favorite um, tropes, which was kind of like mistaken identity and uh, someone having to pretend to be someone that they're not, a fish out of water kind of scenario. So I was really enjoying it in the early episodes. Um, but I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It was super silly and cute in the beginning, but then it just slowly became really boring. Um, and I think that that triggered it. Like what triggered that was that I could start. I started to see when watching the, the kind of later episodes that they were struggling to fit into the short amount of episodes a really convoluted plot with so many different characters and moving pieces that weren't given their proper backstory. And so I realized at that point, like I was watching the drama struggle (laughs) to wrap itself up. And I was, it was so noticeable. And I was like, oh man, you know, missed opportunity. Again, this could have done with a couple more episodes for sure. It definitely needed it, but it was... (sighs) It wasn't the worst thing I watched. I did actually finish it. It was a struggle, but I finished it. And I, like I said, it was a struggle for me because I could see the drama itself struggling. There was so much going on. There was, you know, multiple worlds and and, and different um, gods of different worlds and these gods sending people to the human world. And it was all of these things and the reasonings why the gods were, you know, sabotaging other gods and high priests and all of this like there was so much that we didn't get for some of these characters that were doing a lot of crazy things and we're like wait why what is what are your purpose what what are your reasonings and they would just show up out of nowhere towards the end like okay this was the big mastermind of this entire plot and it and it was like a little twist that I wasn't even excited about when it happened so the heavenly idol dropped the ball for me did I finish it? Yes. Was it a struggle to finish? Yes. Would I recommend it? Probably not. I really wouldn't. I just feel like it lost a lot of its stride when it struggled <laughs> to fit in so much convoluted plotness. I, it just really did. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you miss. And again, it's another testament to these short 12 episode, eight episodes adaptations of a lot of these web novels and webtoons sometimes you just need more time and it's okay and you just need to admit that or then you call it a part two in <laughs> call a part two in I don't know I really don't like the part twos so maybe not but give yourself ample time to tell the story that needs to be told that's all I'm asking that's all I'm asking But yeah, so that was The Heavenly Idol. And again, I did already talk about The Heavenly Idol in previous episodes of my podcast. So you can kind of check those out, see what you, you know, think about me and my kind of initial thoughts on it to my kind of final thoughts here. But now let's move on. Next, I want to move on to Our Blooming Youth. I am still currently watching Our Blooming Youth. It is, I believe, 20 episodes. We're right at the end. I think we may have one more kind of week at the time we'll be recording this. And I am hmm, maybe 
four episodes behind on this drama. And so I am currently completing this drama, but barely, barely. I don't, I, when I say barely, I mean, I really don't know if I can complete it. I'm beyond bored watching this drama. I have fast forwarded a few scenes a couple times and I never, ever do that unless I am probably planning on, you know, doing away with the drama (laughs) and I'm probably just trying to skip around to see if it gets good at any point. And I don't do that. I just don't do that very often because I don't like to spoil my spoil myself when it comes to like oh what's going to happen next but when i'm skipping a drama or skipping around in a drama it is bad news bears man it is really bad news and i have to say i have figured out completely what my problem is with our blooming youth because again our blooming youth is another drama that i gave its own time in a previous episode and i talked extensively about it and i said that I was so excited for this drama because it had like all my favorite elements when it comes to um, tropes again. It had um, the girl, you know, having to disguise as a boy. It has, you know, her pretending to be someone, I mean, people pretending to be someone else. You know, there's just so many other elements to this drama that I was super excited about. The fact that it was, uh, you know, a historical drama. So just a lot there, a lot there. However, the main issue that I have with our blooming youth is that no one has any chemistry with anyone. There is no chemistry to be found in this drama. And anyone can fight me on this. I will fight. I will fight over this because I can excuse a lot of things in dramas. I can excuse a lot of things. But one thing I cannot excuse is the lack of chemistry and the way that the the actors themselves look bored of their characters and the way the actors themselves look bored of their characters and the, their interactions with each other half the time they look like they could they could be anywhere else but there shooting that scene and i feel that through the screen <laughs> i feel that through the screen and I wonder if anyone notices that because I that's my main issue. It's so disappointing because for me as a huge young chick fan who fell in love with him in a role where he had chemistry for days with his partner, okay? With his on-screen partner, he had chemistry for days. And so it's not that that is impossible. It's just in this particular drama, it's happening. It really is happening. And I cannot excuse that. That's the one thing I can't excuse. So I'm at the point with Our Blooming Youth where it's on the level with Coke Do, where I could easily drop this and never look back. And it's so sad. It's such a shame because I really liked this drama at the start. I really, really did. But no, I think this might have to be... um, one that I wouldn't recommend, but also one that I probably, I don't know if I'll finish. I'm trying. I really am. But again, I'm fast forwarding half of it. So am I really watching it? Am I really finishing it? I don't know anymore. So let me know if you're watching Our Blooming Youth 
and how you're feeling about our blooming youth. Am I alone in feeling like this? I mean, I've already talked to um, a few people who are not who are on the same page as me. But if you are not on that page and you actually can see so many so much good in this drama, please let me know. The other thing I will call out, and I, I'm not trying to be rude or mean here, but our lead actress in this drama, she is a up-and-coming actress, and she doesn't have as much experience underneath her belt. Um, but I have to say, it looks as if a part of it, a part of what I feel like they're they're missing it in, in chemistry department, um, I think it has maybe to do with her acting. In a Seikou drama, you will, you if you cannot hold your own, the drama will have its way with you. And I really feel like this drama is, is carrying her and she's not carrying her role at all. And that is unfortunate because I feel like it's a really good character. It's a really great character, but I just feel like it's too heavy for her. Um, so I'm hoping that after this experience and being in this drama, she can definitely grow and do a lot better in the future. But I think that is also maybe what we're missing um, to a degree that then leads to the lack of chemistry. I'm going to be honest. So unfortunate, but it is what it is. Our Blooming Youth is a disappointment for me, a huge disappointment for me. I I don't know if I'm going to finish it. I don't know if it's worth it. But again, if you are watching it and you're really enjoying it, please let me know what you have kind of pulled from it that has made you be so in, you know, entranced with it. Because even the plot itself, I really like the plot. I really do. I think there's a lot going on. But I just feel like the performances aren't carrying such a heavy, intense kind of story. So I wish, I really wish it, it was a little bit better. But, you know, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. But yeah, so I, I, you know what I was going to say, the screenwriter for this, this drama, because I had looked this up previously once I was struggling so bad with it, has done the kind of In Need of Romance series, which I love, 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 loved. Um, and I feel like a lot of their, their previous, I think, stories that they've written they were on a, a lighter note and they're a little bit more funny and witty. And I feel like this story is a lot more kind of dramatic and just feels too heavy for even the writer themselves. So I don't know. I really wish that it did so much more, but it's not. It's not. And that's and it. And that's OK. That's OK. But do let me know your thoughts. Should I stick it out? Have I made it too far to let go now should I just see how this all ends after it putting me through all this turmoil what do you think or do you think the lack of chemistry that I see on the screen with everyone in this story I mean seriously it's not just our leads I feel like everyone no one has chemistry with anyone um but if you think it's if if you think that me and not seeing any chemistry on the screen is worth me continue is not worth me continuing, then let me know that too, so I can feel justified in dropping it if I do end up dropping it. So I know, guys, and this is what I mean when I come to you all and I sit down and I just kind of talk and kind of parse through what I'm thinking about some of these dramas. I really don't know sometimes, and I do need a little bit of help making sense of it all. 
and sometimes just kind of sitting down and talking with you <laughs> lets me, you know, figure some things out. And I think I'm figuring, I'm leaning more on the side of dropping our blooming youth. But I want to know if anyone has an argument for me sticking it out. Is it just I made it too far? Is that the argument? I made it way too far. Um, but yeah, so that is Our Blooming Youth. I did talk about Our Blooming Youth in a previous episode. So if you want to hear me talk about my initial thoughts, I do have those. Um, I do have those available. So let's move on to another drama that I have done a full episode on with initial thoughts. And I just am currently still watching it, but I wanted to come back and let you know how I still feel about it. And that drama is Call It Love. I am completing this drama and I am still quite happy with it. It's very slow. It's such a slow drama and it's very quiet. That hasn't changed. I even said that in my initial thoughts. And so if I am recommending it to someone, I would say be prepared for that. If you're not wanting that, if you feel like you're, you're going to be, you know, you want something more upbeat and entertaining and fast paced, definitely do not watch Call It Love. But talk about a beautiful drama. Talk about just beautiful, slow build of a relationship and between characters. There, I wouldn't even call it a slice of life type of story. It, there's something... Um, where there's, there's feel like there's this plot that we're following that's keeping us kind of really um, seeing it through to the end. But as far as slice of life, I wouldn't necessarily call it that, but it does take some elements of slice of life genre as far as like dealing with these interpersonal relationships and how those interpersonal relationships that you have can then help develop you and heal you. And I love that in any story. And I'm definitely still loving that and call it love. And it's just so pretty to look at. We have some beautiful faces, okay, to look at. That's my first thing. Uh, Beautiful faces, beautiful leads, beautiful, beautiful. And chemistry, actual chemistry, guys. So it's just beautiful. Love it. And then I'm a sucker for Sung Joon, who has made his comeback this year in K-Drama Land. And he has not disappointed me in this drama. His relationship with our kind of... um, our older sister of the kind of siblings, um, played by Kim Ye-Woon. Oh my goodness. They are my favorite. They are my absolute favorite. So I'm enjoying our leads, but I'm also enjoying our kind of our background, second lead couple so much, so much so. So overall, just amazing, amazing drama in regards to what it's trying to tell, the story it's trying to tell. Again, not for everyone. Definitely not a drama for everyone. I can see people starting this and be absolutely done with it and be like, nope, no thank you. But for me, this is kind of right down my alley. I like the slowness of it. I like the slow build of the relationship. Yes, I can see the frustration of them being taking so long to get to that point. But I'm, I love it. I love it. And like I said, the other characters themselves still, and even though they're kind of on the side, are very round and have a very full um, story as well. So it's just all around something that I am enjoying and I am still enjoying. But if you want to hear my initial thoughts, which I go into a lot more details about the actual plot of Call It Love and things like that, and you haven't watched it yet, I'm sorry, and you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and check it out. Okay. So that is to me, I think my summary of the dramas that I have you know, recently finished or that I am currently finishing or that I am 
trying to finish, but who knows if I will, okay? That is that category. These are all dramas that I've already talked to you about in previous podcast episodes, so you probably already know most of my thoughts on them, but I did want to just come back, follow up, and touch base about those dramas. Now, let's actually move on to some new dramas that just started, or not just started, that I'm currently watching and are on the newer side that I haven't talked to you all about before, and that I also didn't give their own episodes, as you'll see. Like, I did not. I put them inside of this episode, and I I hope that's okay, but I am going to go into a quite more, you know, detail about these as if I'm giving like a initial impressions or initial thoughts on this. So the first one I am going to talk about is actually the secret romantic guest house. This is a true, I think, kind of initial thoughts on the secret romantic guest house. And before I do that, I'm going to go and actually into a quick summary about it because again, our quick synopsis because I haven't again talked to you guys about it. And I'm going to actually do this in a more organized way than my little rambling kind of short synopsis that I usually give. I'm going to actually read from Asian Wiki. I got it from, I'm going to actually read the synopsis that's there and then I'll go into my initial thoughts on The Secret Romantic Guest House. So The Secret Romantic Guest House um, is about Yoon Dae-oh played by Shin Ye-un, and she enjoyed a comfortable life as the beloved youngest daughter of a kind of well-to-do family in the Joseon period. But unfortunately, when we meet her, that is not the case anymore. She is now the breadwinner of her family, and she currently runs her family inn that was once owned by her father, who was a former scholar. The guests at her inn are all usually scholars who come to Hangyang, um, which is basically current, I mean, that is current day Seoul, <laughs> to take the exam to become a ranking official. And the scholars at this inn include Kang San, played by Ro Eun, and then we also have Kim Shi Yeol, played by Kang Hoon, and Jung Yu Ha, played by Jung Goon Ju. Now, one day, an unexpected case appears and shakes up their lives. Yoon Dan Oh is offered the chance to have the debt on her end wiped clear if she is able to find Isol. And Isol is the oldest son of the disposed crown prince. Yoon Dan Oh, Kang San, Kim Shi Yul, and Jung Yu Ha attempt to find the missing man together. So that is a quick synopsis supplied by Asian Wiki um, <laughs> regarding the romantic, secret romantic guest house. So let me talk about my initial thoughts on this drama. Straight out the gate, love, 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 love it. I'm loving it. There's just so much good in this drama. It's giving me all that Our Blooming Youth did not, plus a little bit more. I'm not even a little bit, a lot more, okay? It's also one of the main reasons that is making me dislike watching Our Blooming Youth even more, because just in comparison, it's just light years above it. Light years above it. First off the bat, chemistry. <laughs> chemistry chemistry you know how in the synopsis it describes the four main characters having to work together to uh, find this missing man all four of them so cute together all of them chemistry with each other in all ways okay so we have the three scholars 
um, Kang San and Jun Yu um, Ha and Kim Shi Yul. Beautiful. They're, they have chemistry together. But each one of them also then have chemistry with Yoon Don Oh of varying kinds. You know, there is like the romantic, there's kind of like a little bit of tension, but then there's also just kind of like friendship chemistry. There's just chemistry all around. And seeing that play out in the first episode, let alone the first four, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm missing in our blooming youth. You got to give some chemistry. You got to give something. And they have it for days. On top of it, when I first watched the, you know, the first episode, I thought I was watching a flower um, boys <laughs> drama. If you know, you know, there was a whole period in K-drama land where there were multiple um, dramas in this kind of flower boy series where it's just dramas where they had as leads these adorable and super cute um, actors as our characters. And that would be your flower boys. And I thought that's what I was watching. I was like, wait, is this a new flower voice in the series, (laughs) you know, years later? And it's not. And it also, even though we do have some gorgeous, you know, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous flower boys in this, the story itself, it's so much going on that it doesn't have that exact fun, you know, funny feel of some of the kind of older flower boys dramas. So then I realized, yeah, this is definitely not a flower boy drama, but we do have some flower boys to look at. So I'll take it. And I love them. I love the characters individually because there's mystery surrounding all of them. Now, if you've watched up to episode four, then you already know some of the mystery is being unfolded. But I, I mean, even with that mystery starting to unfold, there's still so much mystery around that unfolding. that it's like, oh, I want more. I want more. Each episode, I want more by the end of it. And I have to say that's impressive. That is always impressive. A lot of times, you know, sometimes you're like, I can take this or leave this. Not the case with this drama. Each episode, I feel like it gets better and better. It's just progressing as it goes along. And we're only four episodes in. And I think the cool thing about it, again, is this mystery surrounding um, this missing Isol character where you don't know he's supposed to, you know, he should be king right now, but he's been hiding all these years while his brother has taken the king you know the spot of the king and he has gotten missing and they're looking for him and people have always wondered what happened to him but the when he went missing he was really young so no one knows what he looks like and I love that aspect too because it could be anyone they have like these these vague descriptions of him by these you know former palace maids that he may have had but no one really knows what he looks like as an adult and the other cool thing about this mystery is that not only do we have this mysterious Isol who we don't know where he is who he is and what he looks like but he also has a watchman who has protected him throughout all this all these years he's never too far away from Isol so if you find the watchman you most likely you will find Isol. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that there's like this team um, already built in with this mystery as far as the Isol character and the watchman and his watchman. But then you throw in this aspect of these three scholars, these three young men who technically, when you hear the vague description of what the young Isol looked like as a young boy, it could be any one of these three scholars, right? Same age and the way they kind of describe his facial features and that he was just so good looking. You know, it could be any of the three scholars. 
and the fact that Don O, who is going to be searching for Esol so that she can basically clear her debt for her and she she's she's surrounded by these three scholars who could possibly be Isol. And I love that she starts to side-eye them a little bit. She starts to kind of second-guess the things about them. She starts to, like, check for little signs of things that they've said Isol had on his body. Things like that. It's just so much fun. It's so much fun. And, you know, like I said, I love mistaken identities. I like people pretending to be someone that they're not, so, you know, hiding their hidden identities. I love that. I love, love, love love. I can't say that enough. And this is that. It's all wrapped up in there. And again, gorgeous people to look at. So I'm thoroughly enjoying The Secret Romantic Guest House. I think it's so good. And like I said, the chemistry between all of the characters is so good. Um, And the cool thing too is getting like the out of the three, and I'm talking about this as someone who's watched the fourth episode, which reveals a big, you know, plot point. Or maybe I've watched the first six episodes forgive me. It might be the first six episodes. Either way, I've gotten to a good point of the drama where they are revealing some of the mystery. And the cool thing about there being a Isol and and his watchman, again, one of the three scholars could be the watchman, right? It's just so good. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm also interested to see if one is the oldest son of the disposed crown prince, who technically should be king, right? If he is in, you know, in combination with his watchman, in combination with one of the other scholars who happens to be very, very smart, but also he is trying to better, he's trying to better the country. He's doing things to better the state of the poor class where they can't read. You know, he's trying to better the, the state of the country. And the fact that if they all work together, that would be a great thing, right? I just love it. And then you have Dono, who she's just trying to support these scholars and providing them with a place to study and live while they study. And yet she's also trying to uphold um, some kind of semblance of what she used to have when she was better off and with her father was when her father was alive and so she's still just trying to maintain something of that and that in what she runs that is her last you know grasp at that she also has a sister that's hidden away and that she's also trying to protect um so then you know she's just basically taking care of her entire family and trying to run things and 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 make things smooth for them all and i love all of that i just love 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 all of that so overall so far i believe we've only gotten four episodes but i could be mistaken i don't know why i'm thinking that it's now it's six episodes so if it is I'm up to date. Let's know that. I have watched up to date (laughs) um, at the point of me recording this, and I am loving it. It has not disappointed me yet. It has only gotten better, and I would highly recommend it if you haven't started it. I would highly, highly recommend it. So this is one that is reviving me in K-drama land, and I needed this after such a kind of slow, uphill battle with some of these dramas from the previous months. I need this. And the other thing I have to say, and I don't know if it's just this kind of, um, I don't know if it's, he is my kind of saving grace in K-drama land, but I kind of think he is. The actor who plays Jung Yuha is Jung Gun Ju, and he 
is the double dimpled, <laughs> the double dimpled um, scholar in the secret romantic guest house. And he was in the, um, was in Extraordinary You back in 2019. And I had a similar slump in K-drama land back in 2019, where everything I was watching just wasn't satisfying to me to the point where I was like, oh, I'm in love with this. Oh, I'm in love with this. But he was in Extraordinary You. And I don't know if it's just him and the dramas that he picks, but he has, again, just literally resuscitated me in K-drama land. And I have to say it's his two dimples. I, I really do believe it's the power of being double dimpled. I really, I really think that's what it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but everybody is so cute. I love it. It's so good. I highly recommend this drama right now. And I'm, I believe I'm only, like I said, six, six episodes in. Yeah, I think it's six episodes, guys. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. They are moving along with the plot beautifully. They are moving along with the mystery beautifully. And again, chemistry alone is enough to keep you watching. They all look super cute together in all the ways that they kind of form their little little team. So good. So, so good. Okay, so let me move on. That was my initial thoughts on The Secret Romantic guest house. So let's move on to another drama that I am currently watching and I believe I'm on, I'm, this is a midpoint impression. So I gave initial thoughts on Secret Romantic Guest House and now I'm giving my midpoint thoughts on Oasis. And again, I believe it's 16 episodes and I have watched through episode eight and so I'm on episode nine. And I have to say, this is a drama that I am struggling with. <laughs> I'm questioning it all. Why am I not in love with this drama? That is the question I pose to you all, <laughs> not for me. No, I am serious. But either way, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the synopsis and then we'll get into why I'm so confused about this drama. Okay. So it is set during the 1980s and 1990s, and it's a story that unfolds about the dreams, friendships, and love of three young people. The three young people that we have is Yi Du Hak, played by Jang Dong Yoon, and him as a high school student at a kind of countryside city. He comes from a poor family background, but he's super smart and really, really compassionate. He falls in love with Oh Jung Shin, played by Sol Inam, and he falls in love with her at first sight. And she happens to be at the time a transfer student from Seoul. However, Yi Du Hak gets involved in a really unfortunate situation and that completely alters his life's path. Next, we have Oh Jung Shin, and she is super honest and always confident in everything that she does. She's also very brave, and she's brave enough to fight against injustices. And after she transferred to her new school in Seoul, she ends up forming this friendship and these relationships with Yi Du Hak and Che Chul Wung, played by Chu Young Woo. Since Che Chul Wong was a child, let's talk about him, he and Yi Du Hak have been friends, but also rivals. Che Chul Wong is the type of person who never, never, never accepts losing at anything, especially if he's going against Du Hak. He also, unfortunately, falls in love with our transfer student, Oh Jung Shin, but she quickly kind of lets him know she does not love him, but she instead loves 
to Hawk. Now, that is the synopsis that they have on Asian Wookiee, but as you know, if you're watching this, this is not even scratched the surface on this story. And I think that leads me into my midpoint thoughts and what I'm, what's going on with me in this drama. So that is just the first like two episodes of this drama, honestly, the young lives of, of these three characters, them having this moment of these two rivals who call themselves friends, but I don't see friend anywhere, but they both unfortunately fall in love with the same girl. And because they are rivals, yet they end up having to be at odds with one another in regards to Junction. But also what ends up happening is the unfortunate situation that Duhok gets into. It's basically him going to jail instead of Choi Wong. He ends up going to jail and serving time for him. And that is something that his own father requests of Junction, I'm sorry, of Duhok. And it's super unfortunate, super, 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 super unfortunate. And it's torturous to watch when they allow this to happen, that this young teenage, you know, boy in high school has to go to jail for his quote unquote friend. And then the story progresses as they have aged six years past, time has passed, they are older, they're in different phases of their lives and Duhok is out of jail. But again, they're on three different sides of the the spectrum as far as like the careers and what they're pursuing. Che Chul Wong is supposed to be going to school to become a prosecutor, but he also is dealing with some some things that are going on during this time in the 80s as far as protesting against some of the things that are happening in Korea at the time. And then you also have Duhok, who's on the kind of illegal side of things, gangster side of things, um, where he's doing some, some dirty work. And that's for him only because he has no education. He doesn't think he can do anything else. And then you have Junction, who, again, older, has lost her father. Her mother is ill, and she is on her own trying to keep alive this movie theater that her father has always owned. And in keeping that theater alive, she ends up having to get involved with someone who ends up helping her build a career a little bit further in this kind of film and business industry. Now, in saying that, this story is huge. Like there's so much plot in this story. There's so many different realms to these different characters. Like I said, there's the gangster, underground, underworld side. There's the this kind of film industry side, <laughs> this entertainment industry side. Then there's the prosecutor and government side of things. And it's just a lot. It's a lot. And in saying that, I think I'm recognizing that because there is a lot of plot in this story, I mean, a lot of plot in this story, I need to care a little bit more for the characters. And unfortunately, (laughs) I don't like any of them. There it is. I think I just figured it out. I think I just figured out my problem with Oasis. I don't like any of the characters I don't like any of them I don't I don't I'm not rooting for any of them if anything I just want them all to just like sit down somewhere I I don't know why I don't like 
do hawk. And I do know why. At the same time, I don't like him, right? It's because he's like this pitiful character where it's like so much bad has happened to him. And even when you think he gets a leg up, something else bad happens to him. And he's he's just trying to climb his way up to the top. But there's always someone trying to, you know, push him down and put their foot on his neck. And it's just so pitiful to watch. And it's like, I don't want to watch him struggle anymore. And then you have his his rival, Che Chong-woo, who was just a jerk he's an absolute jerk he's horrible to his friend he is so wishy-washy one moment you think he's gonna do right by somebody and then the next second he completely blindsides them with something and it's just that's him he's too flighty cannot trust him he's so untrustworthy and yet he has this kind of whiny puppy dog quality to him and it's like you don't have any right to be whining sorry you just don't. Then you have Junction, who I feel like I would like her outside of the context of this this little in between these two dudes. Like I really do like her and her story separate from their story. Like the story of this young girl fighting to save her family's theater and then ending up teaming up with this older woman who takes her underneath her wing and helps her develop um, into a businesswoman herself. I love that story. I love that aspect of the story, but I don't like her connection to either one of these dudes, like I, either one of them. I'm like, I don't care. I don't want her to have anything to do with them. I don't care what they want from her. I don't, I don't want to see it. And that is most likely because I don't like their characters. <laughs> and even in the drama themselves, like in the drama itself, it continually says, um, or at least Duhok will say, like to Che Chogu, he will say, we need to leave her alone. Like, we're just completely messing her up. Like, let's just get out of her life. We're just going to end up hurting her. And I'm like, yes, that's true. Let's all agree. Leave her alone. <laughs> what it is but I don't like them I don't like them and I would like Junction outside of her story outside of those two like I love that I think that would be such a more such an interesting story to follow on its own and again that's when I feel like the plot is just so much going on when you technically I feel like have three different plots with these three different characters and even while having three different plots and even backstory to these main characters I still am not completely invested in these characters and that to me is a problem I feel like the plot is happening to them I don't get to really see them dissect or divulge into their mean their reasonings for doing the things that they're doing I don't get to see them actually have moments of thought you know processing why this happened and what now happens now that they've experienced this I don't get to see any of that it's just like the plot is happening to these characters and it's just so frustrating to watch I want some them to have moments of breakthrough I really do and I did get to the point where Junction and Duhok they do end up again this is midpoint so they do end up realizing that they want to be together and that is something that they're going to pursue and Duhok has this moment of like letting her know like I'm sorry I didn't want this for me I, I want to be with you and that was a breakthrough moment for me that was what I was needing all the way in the beginning of this drama was those moments for these characters and I loved that moment I have to say that was the best part of that of the drama for me so far but again if I don't get more of that I don't know how much more I can say I 
am enjoying this or not. I mean, I can't say I'm technically enjoying it. <laughs> I'm just so like I'm watching this plot unfold, unfold, and that's about it. And so I'm just not invested in the story because of these characters. And I really wish I had so much more of their inner workings, a little bit more in you know inwardness with these characters, so that I can understand all this plot that they're going through. And I think I would appreciate the story a lot more if they gave me that. But I have to say, there's so much to the Duhok and Cholwu scenario and their kind of combination, their setup as far as them now being technically related as in being brothers. And that made it even 10 times worse. Like it made it even 10 times worse when they kind of revealed that they may be brothers and this whole time, the, the torture that they've put each other through or that Chongwu has put Duhok through, it's all even worse knowing that they're supposed to be related, you know, and they were pitted against each other by these, you know, by their parents and stuff. Like, it's just so frustrating to watch. It really is. And so pitiful. (laughs) Again, pitiful. And the father, oh my gosh, the father of Duhok. I mean, he may also be the father of (laughs) Cholwung, but his, his character, he's horrible. He's horrible. He's horrible. He's horrible. He's horrible. The way that he justifies mistreating Duhok for the sake of this family that he feels has saved him and his and, 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 and gave so much to him, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous because again, that's your son. That's your son. And then the way that he has pitted his two sons together, I don't know. I just really despise this character and I really wish that his character wasn't even in the story. It's so frustrating to watch him. So frustrating. And then like Duhok's mother who lives with this man, also her kind of knowing that she has gone along with things because that's her husband and yet she hates the things that she has been put through because of him she always makes comments of like oh it's because of this man me living with this man this man it's like yeah it is look at what's happened to your sons because of this man right oh, she just cannot i cannot stand this i mean there's so much in this story that i don't like <laughs> I just don't like a lot of elements to it. And something else that's not very good, it's the kind of um, styling in this drama. I mean, I know it's in the 80s and 90s as far as like the clothing, but like the wardrobe and the makeup, the hair and makeup is just not good. It's just not good. And I really wish they could, they would work on that just a little bit, just a little bit. (laughs) I'm like, I know 80s and the 90s, we had very unique styles and all of that, but it's just, you can tell it's, it's, the wigs and stuff yeah it's it doesn't look good it doesn't look good but either way i'm watching it like i said this recent episode they had a really nice moment for me with duhawk and the junction characters so that gave me a little bit of something to move forward with but there are so many other characters in the story that i just don't like um i just don't like and so they're annoying and frustrating when they're on the screen and I'm struggling with it. And I wish there was more that I can say I really, really was enjoying and loving about this story. But it's not. There isn't. Again, I think that the Junction storyline would have been amazing drama on its own. And I think I would have enjoyed that so much more. And I even think that kind of if they would have focused on one one of these characters and having these other characters kind of 
be part of their story that would have been better than kind of following these three different characters and how they all are kind of hurting interacting with each other I think it would have been a little bit better but it's just not my favorite thing that I'm watching right now and I think there's a lot of good with the kind of just the history that it's telling and that overarching plot that we it's not unfamiliar if you have watched some previous you know historical in this time set in this time period k-dramas and so it's not unfamiliar and I and I do think that is interesting and I appreciate it and so I was excited to watch this in some regard because of that but it's still just to me it's doing a lot it's doing way too much and I wish they would have pulled it back just a little bit more so that we can care a little bit more about the characters that were going through these moments in history as opposed to just the history, you know. So that's just my quick little midpoint thoughts on Oasis. Again, it could be better. It could be better. And it's just not something I'm in love with, but I am currently watching it. And if I and if I'm being harsh on it and you can say and as you're watching it that there's just so many other good elements that I'm missing out on, please fill me in on them because again, I'm always open to appreciating dramas for things that I'm not appreciating it for and I'm just maybe missing and not seeing. And so I wanted to bring Oasis to you all as well as one that I need your help and me just kind of finding a sweet spot with it. Again, at this episode eight, I did see a little glimmer of hope. Um, so here's to maybe the second half being really amazing and really good and me falling head over heels for the characters. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But let me know what you are thinking, what your thoughts are. Okay. Okay. All right. That was my thoughts on Oasis. So that sums up dramas that I'm currently watching and I'm kind of in the thick of that I have to say um, I have some thoughts about, but I will be watching. So there's that. Next up in my next category would be dramas I hope to check out. Um, and that's kind of misleading because I've actually checked out two of the dramas already. So I actually kind of have some initial thoughts, but not really because I haven't checked out that much, but a little bit of initial thoughts. So the first one that I have not checked out, but I am thinking or considering checking out is The Real Has Come. And I am waiting on my lovely friend Liliana from Tea and Soju <laughs> to let me know what's up. She's currently watching it and she had told, she told me she'll fill me in after she watches the first four episodes, kind of how she's feeling about it. Um, but I do want to watch a weekend family style drama and I would, would love to check this one out, but we'll see. We'll see. If anyone else has watched The Real Has Come or started watching it and you have some thoughts, fill me in. I would love love to hear it because again I'm considering checking this one out I haven't decided for sure that I would so let me know um the other drama that I would like to talk about is duty after school so I didn't know what this drama was about as I do with most dramas as as it is with most dramas that I start I just start them not knowing what's going on and man it's right now only aired six episodes out of, I believe, maybe 12. So I think it's like a part tour kind of situation. It also is based off of a webcomic from like 2012. So like old storyline, like this is 
I don't know if it's 2012. I might have just lied about that. Let me actually take a look and see. Because I think I might have just lied to you. <laughs> um, the webtoon was, yes, from 2012. So this is an old storyline. And sometimes I feel like with older storylines um, that you're kind of trying to, what's the word, re remake um, into something new. It sometimes can feel dated. It can feel like, hey, we've seen this already before. You're a little late. You should have already came out with this. And when it comes to me watching the first three episodes of Duty After School, I have to say it is so good. If you enjoyed any type of kind of alien invasion type of story, you will eat this up. It is so good. It's so good. I am so impressed with it. And again, I'm only three episodes in, but from the beginning, it is just go, 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 go. Now, the setup is um, something very similar with All of Us Are Dead um, or even Week Hero Class um, 1, where you have this high school setting and these these high schoolers having to deal with their, you know, the CSTAT and tests um, to get into university and bullying and people not fitting in. Like, all of that is there that you have seen in All of Us Are Dead or Week Hero Class 1. Um, and it's even more closely related to All of Us are dead because it turns into these high schoolers having to escape an alien invasion, you know, and they're fighting for their lives. And it is so entertaining. It is so good. And I think the best thing is, again, the mystery between behind where this is all happening, how this is all happening, how these, these aliens are, um, you know, appearing from, from where, who knows where and attacking earth. It is just so so good. It's so good. And I'm only three episodes in. And again, this is the first, I think they only dropped the first six episodes and then there's going to be a part two. And I don't even want to know where we're going to go in this because it's so not my element. Like I hate (laughs) these types of stories. I hate zombie, apocalyptic, alien invasion, end of the world scenarios. I just, it just equals sad for me. And I don't do sad very well, but it's something about this story again in the setup similar to All of Us Are Dead, our week hero class one, where it's just getting to the base of like these young students just trying to live their student lives and it being completely disrupted and them having to, you know, fight for them, fight for their lives at this young age. And it's so good. It's so, so, so good. And I love it. I eat it up now. I appreciate it, I think. I think I take a lot more from it in the kind of the grander scheme, like what the story is actually talking about than just like, oh, they're they're zombies or there's aliens. Like there's such a base level thing that you're supposed to be getting from these stories of these high schoolers who are trying their darndest just to get into university and, you know, getting, you know, passing their interest exams. They're doing everything they can just to be high schoolers. And then something comes and completely shows them that there's more to life than just studying and going to school, you know? And I love that. I love that. I love when things explore that. And Duty After School is doing that beautifully. Only three episodes in, three episodes in. But I would say if you are wanting or thinking of starting this, brace yourself for, again, alien invasion, brutal, brutal killings of young folks, I mean, in their little high school uniforms, getting completely murdered. It's just so horrible to watch. But also, like, check out, like, these super 
cool cool aspects of it like the the alien spears that are in the you know suspended in the skies the aliens look pretty pretty cool they're terrifying and gross but they're cool looking the kids and when they have to arm themselves and start shooting up the place super cool i mean it's just such a good drama and i i'm only three episodes in three episodes in i would highly recommend it if that's something that you can handle and that's in your world house and like i said the thing that I am is someone who doesn't like those setups and, and, and someone that doesn't like those aspects of stories or those types of stories. I have to say there is so much more going on in this story than that. And I think that's what I love the most about it. I really do. And again, three episodes. This is off of three episodes. I'm saying this. I actually can't wait to finish recording this episode so that I can go back to watching <laughs> Duty After School. So good. So, so good. I hate that I have to wait for a part two. I wish again, they'll just air stuff all the way through. Give us it all up front. But I will be back. I will be waiting um, patiently or impatiently for the second part of Duty After School, I'm sure. But it is definitely super cool, unique. It doesn't feel dated, even though it's from 2012. The story itself is so, so good. And even though I'm comparing it to All of Us Are Dead and Weak Hero Class 1, it still, it feels it's like its own story. It really, really does. Great, just great, just great. I don't know who the director and who's the writer who edit, you know, who did the adaptation, but they are killing it. I'm just gonna say that they're killing it. Super good. Highly recommend. Would highly, highly recommend. All right. So that's last on this in this category would be Joseph Attorney, and this one I have watched the first episode and this one is Joseph Attorney of Morality. I, I don't know why it's titled that way, but yes, that's the title. Um, and I'm not sure how many episodes this is going to have, but it's like a, you know, weekend Friday, Saturday drama. It has Bona in it and it has Wu Do Wan in it. And it's basically just as the title suggests, it's a Jolson attorney um, played by Wu Dong-hwan. And he basically is, he becomes an attorney in it, from what I can gauge from the first episode to basically kind of put himself in a position to take revenge on certain people who ended up killing his family or something like that. And, you know, so that's his real motivation for the work that he does as an attorney. So he comes off when he's working as an attorney as kind of like aloof and he's not all there and he shows up but he really doesn't care kind of thing and it's really him just trying to you know exact his revenge and the bona bona is playing a princess and this one who kind of lives among the, the you know the common people and i like that i don't know her story yet obviously it's just episode one so i'm really interested to understand like what is her reasoning for not being in the palace and instead being you know among the common people what is that about and i'm interested to find out i'm interested to find out so i'm i think this is one that i'm gonna be watching it's another historical one and i am coming off of quite a few 
So I don't know. I don't know if it's just a little bit too much. I might have to see what I'm going to decide about our blooming youth before I really get into this one. But I definitely think I'm probably a little bit more drawn to this one as of now than even our blooming youth. Okay. So <laughs> that's where I am with Joseph Attorney. I will probably come back and let you know more about it if I do continue it and if I get you know, much further along because again, I'm only on episode two. So that's the other drama that I'm thinking of continuing and checking out, but not quite sure yet. So that brings me to almost the closing of this episode, which I, again, I told you was going to be a long one and it's a quick shout out and it's um, a shout out for some boys love dramas. And I wanted to shout this out because I, I feel like my very first ramblings and musings episode I ever recorded three years ago, this was a little element to it where I kind of shout out some BLs that I was watching. And so I wanted to shout out this one that I just finished and it's called Our Dating Sim. So, so, so cute. I watched it on Vicky. I know it's on other platforms, but definitely just check it out on Vicky. It was so, so, so cute. It was so, so cute. Our leads in this drama, I'm not familiar with them, which for me, most BL kind of actors, they kind of sneak up on me. I don't even, I, I feel like I maybe have seen them before, but I don't know where I've seen them before kind of thing. And then when they're in the BL, I kind of remember them and see and look out for them in the future. So the two leads, I'm not familiar with them. And, but after today, like after I've watched our dating sim, I absolutely will be continuing to keep my eye out, you know, peeled for those two. They were so good. So good. Simple, small, very short format BL. Super easy to watch. I mean, a quick watch through, but it was nothing but sweetness and cuteness. And it told the story of these high school best friends where one was actually and liked one of the other ones. And in the final days of school, he kind of confesses and then like runs off and like disappears. And then six years passes and they reconnect at a kind of video game company. And in connecting again in that environment, they realize that they like each other and they start dating and like the end, right? So super, super cute, super easy to watch. But the cutest thing about it, I think is this element of the end of each episode because it's a story about these these two that are working for a video game company and they're working on a video game together the end of each episode there's this kind of video game format where they give us flashbacks to the two in high school as best friends and then in each element of the i guess of the scenes from the past they show on the screen like game choices so do you choose option a or option b and based off of what they choose you know the scene plays out and it's just so cute i loved i loved watching the episodes just to get to the end to see the little game scenario and then like at the very end the final episode they have like oh when they were in high school and it's like do you choose do you you know confess and tell them how you feel or do you just ignore and act like nothing happened and then of course you you know he chooses like well, the game chooses confess and it's just super cute sweet ending and i highly recommend highly recommend if you like bls and you want something really really quick and fast and cute okay there we go um the other bl shout out i would have to do is the eighth sense i was recommended this from squash who you guys know by now if you listen to my podcast and squash told me to check it out because she was watching it and so we're going to be watching it together it's only aired its first two episodes but it is so so pretty 
It is so pretty. It is such a beautiful drama. It also has a total runtime of around 30, 35 to 40 something minutes. And that is, if you know, if you watch BL dramas, especially KBL dramas, that is not normal. You do not have that long of a runtime for a lot of the dramas. And I have to say, I am loving it. Absolutely loving it. And I think it's mostly because I, I well, I think it's due time <laughs> that they have done this and that they allow this. And I just don't understand why that's not been a ca- the case so far. So I'm very, very satisfied with the runtime of this, but it, you can tell it gives you so much more time to develop these BL stories, right? And so I'm really, really appreciating it right now. And I'm also appreciating how beautiful it looks. It's such a pretty drama. It's a university drama, upperclassmen with the you know lowerclassmen kind of set up and they're friends and they're trying to figure things out. And it's just one's come back from the military and the other one's just coming, you know, starting school. So then it's like them in this weird in between phase in their lives and they're trying to get adjusted and acclimated to their environments at this school again or at the school and in the process there's also surfing <laughs> and it's just really cool and I really like it and I think it's really pretty to look at I mean the opening of episode one I saw that opening and I thought yep I'm here <laughs> I don't care what this is about I will be watching it because of the opening. It was just too pretty not to watch it. So definitely one I would say is should be on everyone's radar. And I'm just saying that off of the first two episodes. So just a quick shout out. And then one more shout out. And it's technically BL related, but not really. So Fantasy Boys, which is on Vicky right now, and it is a variety reality type contestant you know k-pop contestant type show where they're fantasy boys i mean (laughs) these young boys you know performing and kind of putting them in groups and and stuff like that and i have not watched an episode of it but i have my eye on it because a thai beal actor that i'm familiar with is actually in as well two of them technically are in it but the one that i have really um most familiar with he's the only reason I know about fantasy boys is because of knowing that he said he was going to be in this and I want to know if anyone is watching fantasy boys tell me how Santa is doing in this in this in this show because I I don't know if I have the energy or the capacity to watch fantasy boys right now I mean I feel like all those type of um k-pop contestant type you know shows just take a lot out of me so I don't know if I am I'm ready for that right now but I do want to know how he's doing and if he's doing okay (laughs) and if anybody else thinks he's doing okay let me know but I wanted to shout him out in Fantasy Boys but I also want to say as far as BL um I think it was last year I watched him in my only 12% great acting amazing Thai BL and I I can't say that about all of them as far as acting goes and things like that, but the one that he was in, his acting, everything, my only 12% was so good. So good. But anywho, that's it, guys. Did you make it through? Did you make it to the end? I barely made it. I mean, I cannot believe I talk so much, but I think I got through everything I wanted to discuss with you in this episode. But like I said, going forward i will have plans or i do have plans for a couple other episodes of standalone dramas so i can get into a little bit more details about them this was just kind of a touch point for some of them but i do believe i'm gonna have some follow-up so stick out and stay you know stay around for those 
But thank you for making it to the end. If you made it, I really appreciate it. You're great. You're amazing. You're the best. Um, Help me figure out my thoughts on some of these dramas. Like I said, I need you to answer some questions. I need you guys to check in with me. Let me know what you're thinking because only then do I really kind of figure things out for myself sometimes. So let me know your thoughts. Help me parse through some of mine if you can. (laughs) Help me. Help me. And if you can't, still just let me know if you're watching any of these, if you recommend me to pick up something else that I didn't say I was I was watching or picking up, I know that April is filled with some more dramas to start that I probably will be starting and will have its future episodes on. But as of right now, I got to wrap up some of these other ones and then we can get really excited about some of the new ones coming up in April. So that is it, guys. I'm sorry for making this such a long one, but thank you for waiting for me to post this episode and thank you for sticking around and listening to this episode. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.